0: the world this is paper cuts with brad and jay i'm the one you love i'm jay thanks so much for stopping by there's brad it's his show
1: it's his show that's why i'm the host and we just love jay
0: now you know it's all natural i mean you know nothing's rehearsed right (laughs) no
1: absolutely nothing is rehearsed on this show God, you just suck life out of you, man. It Feels like <laughs> you've fire. got you've got a lot grayer since we started this. I so have. Honest. I know. I have.
0: Welcome to the program, Brian Panowicz. Don't forget about Megan Lucas. We are live. Happy, I, I, dude. Like, like she said, she's been on the show so many times. I mean, we got to mix it up. something. Happy Saturday, everyone. Don't Welcome to a uh, Saturday edition of Paper Cuts. Hope everyone's well. There's sicknesses going all around, so we appreciate that. I'm glad we're so far away from each other. It's all in my house. <laughs> yeah, there's sicknesses in the house. What's up, Bradley? How What's are up, you?
1: I'm going to call you Joseph, even though that's not Joseph, your real name.
0: Johnson, yep. Jackson with us this evening uh with us this evening honorary member good friend megan lucas she's she's you know said hey guys we're i'm gonna i'm gonna be on your show we're like we have a we have a show we didn't even know it so she's the she's the actual boss of everything behind the scenes people would be be shocked you know how much she runs this place but (laughs) uh hey with us Awesome crime writing uh, writer dude. <laughs> <laughs> what <Well>, nice nice <laughs> intro, right? Brian crime Peter, writer, writer nice. dude. Yeah, crime writing writer dude. Well, you dude, know, JD. just leave it at that. That was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I've already had like two drinks too. By the way, so <laughs> right,
2: dude, keep doing that. Yeah, <laughs> I love it when, man, when, when man, people what, do what, the scripted bio shit. Not it at makes all me crazy. So, <laughs> so how so how'd you writing, really, you know? how you get into writing? You
0: know.
1: The crime writer, writer dude. That's that's Love the audio it. clip, Jay. We have to use that forever. It's gonna well,
2: go on the back of every novel from here on. Out. Yeah. Did, did, did he not lay down
0: a challenge ahead of time for us though? Like we're trying to yeah. get like like some flim Try- to pop up and. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to end it, yeah. I mean we can start there. We can start there. What the hell's going on, Brian? <laughs> See, <laughs> you gotta come harder than that, man. Come on, man. we can do it, we can make this happen. We, we have to are pacing ourselves here. That's that's all yeah, we're just good. pacing ourselves. Good. Brian Painter, which is with us. Uh, he's gonna talk about all of his writings and uh his newest one, mostly about nothing but the bones. Yeah, look at my
3: copy.
0: Yeah, way to go, <laughs> Megan. Way to wait to you know. You guys were giving me shit behind the scenes and now you don't even have your copy with you.
2: <laughs> it ended up going to Brad and then Brad was supposed to get it to this you. This was supposed to be,
1: you. be yours, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: it's all my it's my fault. Blaming
2: you for cool. everything,
0: buddy. It's your show, like like the intro said it's it your is. Show, so we're it is. You for it is. So, Brian, what are you normally doing on a Saturday night instead of talking to bo- two bozos with microphones and Megan
2: Lucas here? <laughs> um, believe it or not, I'm usually talking to two bozos at some <laughs> point or another, man. I have nice. two Jack Russell's who sit on the couch. It's just me and my dogs, man. I'm like a cat lady, except I'm the dog dude. <laughs> so, I don't go out, I don't socialize. I don't really like people much and I'm surprised I'm doing this and talking to y'all. <laughs> hey, we're, we're surprised more. So I'm I'm incredibly uh um um uh, uh, what what's the word? I'm uh, uh You're the writer. <laughs> I'm bewildered by by the fact that I hang out and know Megan. So when Megan suggests something, I jump at the chance. <laughs> she said, "You should talk to these guys," and I was like, "Okay." She so, put a lot of
1: pressure on us saying that. <laughs>
0: really. And then she told here, us, "Way, you guys are going to be booking this this
2: writer." See I face; it looked like I was going to propose. Right? <laughs> He's like, "Oh shit, here it goes I don't know how you people down south act, but we don't do it this way in the middle <laughs> Country. <laughs>
0: I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure she told you to talk to us before she told us you were going to be on the show. So <laughs>
1: that's that's how well, well, it again happen she either, just man. she pulls the strings behind the scenes. Yeah. So how did how yeah, do you two know each other? How did you all meet? Well, let's take this one, Megan. Now that you got a drink in
4: your hand. <laughs> so what's, what's everybody just...
0: drinking? By the way, what what do we got? Megan probably has bubble face, uh, right? Just yeah, water. I have, Jay. I have a uh,
3: bourbon sour, like always.
0: Okay.
2: Oh, I'm, I'm I'm the
1: asshole. I'm drinking water. <laughs> hey, I got water too. Oh, being the I re, the responsible host drinks right, water. Look. Jay, <laughs> I, I, it's, I I'm a
2: little sick, and if I don't want to die on this podcast, <laughs> which is what we talked about earlier, so yeah. that my kids make a, a lot of money, um, <laughs> since you'd kill me live, that would be really yeah. cool. <laughs> but I really don't want that. So, um, yeah, we, try,
0: we um, haven't uh, had one of those yet, but you know, we have a few shows lined up. So, we'll see what happens. I've
1: we might it. actually oh. get like 100 views if someone dies on air. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, man,
2: guys, I, look, don't let it be me. Not tonight.
0: <laughs> not yet. Jesus, not yet.
2: <laughs> When, when this, when I first got this, I sound great right now. But my voice is really terrible. Like two, two years ago, I was, I really got it bad on Valentine's Day, and then I had to do a book club with this group of Midwestern women in <laughs> somewhere that was there, and they uh, like this group of kept women who contacted my agent to do a book club. They're called the Happy Bookers, and I was super <laughs> excited about it, man, because I'm like. These women are gonna pay me to be part of the Happy Bookers thing, and and they're you know, and then I and they were all so sweet, but man, a combined age of three million. (laughs) I was trying my best to 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 hold it together and not cough and try to get get it across, and they were so sweet and wonderful and dealt with it. And so this is actually much much better than than it was. I'm glad I'm glad that you guys are. You know asking actual questions instead
0: of probably had some uh sexy uh sick voice though they were probably just drooling over that right well
2: i mean what what kind of what long. kind of woman over 80 isn't gonna drool over this <laughs>
0: <laughs> i think they on. just drool in general right jay listen what's <laughs> her is out you know when they, that's,
4: her that's, out, that's they drool how I prefer it yeah
2: you know <laughs> drop the dangers in the cup yeah let that drool me. roll let it roll <laughs>
0: Megan, you're you doing all right, Yeah, Megan, you you telling us how you guys met. That's...
3: <laughs> uh, I, it was I wanted, it was a year ago. I think I do. I have all my teeth. Um, a year ago, uh, Brian and I were on a panel together at Delano Lit Fest in Northern Georgia, um, and with Pete Ferris, who is awesome, and two other folks that I don't remember their names, but um, wow. we had a great time. Brian is terrific on a panel, and the three of us. I think dominated that panel. And I don't know that anybody else was allowed to talk, but it was really <laughs> a time. And then we just, I think we were just like best friends from that moment. And I passed him the arc of my collection, um, kind of like stealthily, <laughs> and, he, and he was there like- There
2: was nothing stealth about it. <laughs> it was like, oh, like here, like, take I'll this book, please. <laughs> very, very subtly, she was like, would you like to have this? Bam. <laughs>
3: and then he was like you want me to like you know read it or blurb it or something and I said something along the lines of only if you like it oh. she
2: didn't even she didn't ask for a blurb she nothing like that she, she gave me the book and she's like there you go I just want you to have this and I was like cool thanks
1: Brian yeah, was your blurb of the offered, one that said it was I, did, I never it was like a cherry a Bomb
2: either because I I didn't know her she was very funny on the panel but I didn't
4: mm-hmm.
2: I didn't know her personally um, I didn't. I wasn't familiar with anything she had ever written, um, because I'm. I guess I'm lame. <laughs> um, and so uh, yeah, and, and me and her and Pete Ferris, who is incredible. You guys should talk to Pete. He's so funny. He's such a great guy.
1: Megan will uh, hook us you up. You him on the <laughs> right there. Yeah.
2: Um, and uh, and we hung out all day to where everybody else, all the all the Delaniga people were wanting to know what the hell was going on with the three of us because we had a thing mm-hmm. and um like every and they were like oh you guys are hanging out all day like you're you're actually friends it's like what the fuck are you people <laughs> not friends
0: sworn enemies on the same panel that's what it. right was. yeah well, right. and they're
3: having us back in two weeks Uh-oh. so apparently right.
2: yeah we're doing an encore performance of the three stages <laughs> It's like come and knock on our door, and, and there was the creepy net guy was there, and creepy neck guy is back, Megan. I know. Creepy neck guy.
3: I know. I wish Annabelle <laughs> Monaghan was, was back though too. Who's who's the oh creepy God, God. guy?
2: The best. It's a good story. Maybe we'll save that one for off the air. Though. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Because we, we will say we will say names. So yeah, no. we, we don't yeah. we
0: don't <laughs> care in the show. We will yeah. say names.
1: Call people out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we do so that Megan. kind of thing. Oh yeah, if you want to, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, I've done stuff. Jay, Jay does all the time. Just drops, <laughs> drops, drops bombs on everybody.
0: What are you gonna do? I mean,
1: Megan no it's well. Brian's quote or Brian's word for your book. I see the one time about the, the fucking cherry bomb hits like a cherry bomb. That yeah. That's the best. Yeah. That was the best that But yeah, that was great. <laughs> I don't
3: know why that one's not on the front. I think it's probably it app.
1: should have been the, the, the but, just, yeah. So <laughs> it's huge.
2: Not, not that it happens frequently because I, I don't uh, I don't normally have people slide books like into my face that way normally. <laughs> you, most of the time I'll get some long three or four paragraph lead up <laughs> email to like, could would you mind, you know? By the way, I've attached this file which I've already <laughs> fucking seen that is attached. <laughs> And so I know you yeah. just say, "Hey, man, if you if you like this, blur me." Instead mm-hmm. of writing a whole like, "Hey, listen, um, we're a kindred spirit of you know <laughs> same backgrounds, and we're the same height and all." I, the <laughs> so that happens a lot, but I rarely get books like like I got Megan's, and and so I, I brought it home from DeLonga and I I didn't I didn't read it, guys. I didn't even look at it. <laughs> I sat, it, I sat it on my nightstand <laughs> along with the other fucking books that I'm supposed yeah. to be reading. My agent sends me to blurb that I have to do, and if I don't do, then I get in like in in trouble. <laughs> and so, and I d- I don't want to read half of those, and I, <laughs> I, I I try to write sometimes. Every yeah. yeah, now and then, yeah. yeah, right. So, but Megan happened to be the only short story collection that I had on the nightstand, so. Mm-hmm. I was like, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna check out one of her stories," and I did, and I read um, "Frogs" was the first one I read, and because it had the oddest title, mm-hmm. and um, I was like, "What the fuck <laughs> is this?" <laughs> and then I was awake, you know, and I sat through that whole whole thing, man, and I read that shit, and it and it. Fucked me up and made me cry and it and it and it made me stand up and pace the room a couple times. And I was like, God damn it, who was this woman? Why did I pay more attention to her? Oh. like she
3: you was know? so nice in person. I didn't realize she was this fucked up.
2: I, I, I listen, I live alone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> my my daughter's in college. That was fucked up what you did to me, Megan. <laughs> put me in the same room with that book at night. <laughs> That's I what's didn't called even here in the dark, right? Yet, man. It was just black. It was yeah, I've got a cover. In. Just a black yeah. float, float, You know, just a black cover. It had nothing on it. I, I think I've got it around here. Some of you have, have you got it around? Yeah, I mean, I've got it somewhere. Yeah. I've got it somewhere. Here's ominous. the real one. But yeah, yeah. It's, 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 just, it's yeah. beautiful, right? It's all it's all colorful. Yeah. No, yeah, it looks all pretty. Is, the arc is not. The arc is right, don't right. fucking open this at night. Like We got the arc,
0: we were like, this is and, some sort of top secret, nobody has this, what do we have in uh, our hands type deal. Now it's well, coming out that she gave that to everybody, Megan. <laughs> no,
3: I only had 15. So I'm somewhere enough. over here. Oh,
0: told totally you about something with you. Yeah, my said, said
2: two. You should have said two, Megan. You only had <laughs> two. <laughs> No, it 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 blew me away it did. It was some of the best writing I've ever read and some of the, some of the gosh, some of the best female characters I've ever read and I strive to write female characters and I have to make sure that I got people like Megan around to beta read for me and now I got her. Um <laughs> anyway, I I blurred her immediately. I said I sent in, I was like, what the fuck? Can I can I I think I did it in a text message Uh uh-huh right yeah i texted you and i said what the fuck is this i had no idea (laughs) that you were better than me um i I, I would love to blurb your book and here it is and i'm texting like two thumbs and she's like do you want me to correct where you fuck up the spelling (laughs) i was like absolutely please (laughs) do you remember this yeah Need the proof out of your blurb. Yeah. And, and then <laughs> I, I brought immediately, I brought her book down to uh to the book tavern, which is my local bookstore, book tavern, David Hutchison book tavern five from book tavern. local book tavern. And um, and I said, Man, dude, read this. And he was like, Oh, I'm not reading another one of your fucking, you know. <laughs> and I was like, dude, read this, okay? <laughs> Just read it. He, he's like, Man, last time you wanted me to read something, you know, it was like some <laughs> Ripoff, rip off and i was like you know he was he was talking about jp gritton who is incredible and so mm-hmm. sometimes david doesn't know what he's talking about but anyway i gave I, I said just written it was the same black creepy cover fucking book <laughs> and um he sat in his office and made the same mistake that i did <laughs> he just opened it up and picked one um gosh what was the it was, it was the the story about the monster it was the it was the 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 what Creepyoid, whatever the fuck they're called what, is, what are those things called? Oh, the
3: Monster Beneath the one about the Yes,
2: yes it, it is, That's one that is very out of place for the rest of the collection I thought But that's the one he chose to read first And he called me up with the same reaction Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I said, I told you, right? I said, uh-huh. keep going, keep reading it And so he did, and he read the whole thing in a day And so, can, can you get her to town? And I was like, yes I can do that. I can get her to town. And so, yeah, we, we we had a big Megan Lucas celebration down here, man. And now my whole hometown is waiting for her big fucking debut novel. Well, not her debut novel, yeah. obviously, but yeah. the one that puts her on the New York Times bestseller list. That was time. No, no hopefully pressure. Hopefully that not little word that I, I gave her, hopefully I can ride her coattails into stardom. <laughs> no am I'm, I'm
3: glad you brought up writing women though b because i want to talk about that Uh-oh. i want to talk about you writing uh female characters because i really i really like it um i think my favorite part is uh kate who i didn't know her last name was ferris which i'm assuming that's a shout out to our friend pete it is um she is really unlikable um really at least I find her really really unlikable um, interesting but she's she's a good person and she's well loved so I just I think that most male authors are scared to write unlikable women who are like good characters does that make sense like I think mm-hmm. you're not male writers aren't afraid to write unlikable women who are supposed to be villains mm-hmm. but when the character is, is one of the, you know, good characters and she's unlikable. I, I just, I love that. It's like my favorite thing.
2: It's interesting that you say that and you bring her up. I just had this conversation with a, with the doctor of, uh, of philosophy at AU. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. Rebecca Harper. She's hot shit. Um, she's a professor at <laughs> AU and she is the director of literacy. And she read my book and she said she was disgusted with the character of Kate. Really? And I this is the glad second reaction like, because I, most I of the time, she was bad most of the time I get that 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 Kate is the hero, that Kate was the one that everybody connected with, that Kate was the was the good guy, the voice of reason through it through it all. That was my intention. Um but she pointed out some things like Kate leaving Clayton after he killed his brother. You know, I don't think I'm ruining anything for people here. I mean, Bull Mountain's been out since 2015. So if I All spoil right. it for you, I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> um, just move on to the next one. Um, but I mean, she leaves, she basically leaves him in a time of crisis and just walks under the tape and leaves him big. You know, in my mind, I was writing it as in she couldn't keep him from his fate she was sick of trying she couldn't do it but to this doctor of philosophy um it read like she was abandoning him in his time of crisis his biggest time of crisis and i had not ever seen it or, or pictured it that way so there you have this what i have learned since is uh this uh, literary transaction theory mm-hmm. where what i say or write and the way that you um interpret is just as valid so i if you would have told me a couple of months ago that you know that kate was very unlikable i'd be like why the hell is that possible <laughs> but now i get it yeah i get it and i'm um, at even even at the end i mean it, there's a there's a magical thing that happens there man where you want to just root for the good guy right mm-hmm. but is she or is she just right. like the rest of them right which is yeah. something that, that i had not thought about before yeah. and i fucking wrote it so mm. i was i was talked into uh to for the first time ever looking at her that character from that perspective and um yeah i'm pretty
1: fucking awesome and i didn't even know
3: it <laughs> brad you think kate's likable
1: what well, yeah, his, his, his reaction, reaction was like? Is yeah, oh, yeah. it the same yeah. Kate from this book? Yeah. The same Kate that's in here. Okay. I haven't read Bull Mountain, so I haven't read anything else other than this. Okay. Well, that's this,
2: yes, that's Kate as a as a high school kid, and then later as okay. a young adult
1: in her twenties. So in this, this I didn't of- get that she was unlikable at all. So you must be referring mostly to Bull Mountain, or do you think she's unlikable in this one too?
3: Oh no, I think she's unlikable in that one too.
1: Really? What about it in this one that you think she's unlikable?
3: I think she's um, pushy and manipulative.
1: I got, I got that. I got that. And
3: she regularly puts Clayton in danger, and then gets mad at him that he's in danger because it's his dad's fault. But she pushes him into situations where she knows that he's in danger because of his father.
2: Yeah. You you know what else is interesting about that is that that's the kind of women I'm attracted to. (laughs) (laughs) It's 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 troublesome women are the ones that that i'm attracted to it's the the, the strong ones that that do exactly that the manipulative ones that say do this and then get pissed at me for it (laughs) so So who who knew that i was writing it down you know thanks (laughs) mom (laughs) (laughs) like
0: I, i felt like she was pushy and she wanted clayton to go a certain direction and like stand up to his dad but i don't think she understood uh a connection between the father and son, and how it's it's easier to try to push him to stand up to his dad. It's easier said than done, obviously. So I, I just really felt she was very manipulative throughout the whole thing. So
1: I can see that. I know but she, I don't. For me, she didn't. I can see how she's manipulative, but I know She didn't come across as unlikable necessarily, at least for me. Maybe if I, I read the I other stuff, I'd, I I would like her less.
2: I don't. I I didn't, I didn't set out to write an unlikable character in Kate. i set Mm -hmm. set out to write a voice of a rational woman with kate um and i I set out to write a strong woman who was who 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 wanted to be with clayton but didn't need to be with clayton by no means
4: Mm
2: -hmm. um and and that is what what i set out to do and and i had the ending for for bull mountain done long before i had ever put pen to page um and then, like Lions keeps up that same same theme in Hardcast Valley, um, went off in a different direction. There is no okay in that book. Mm-hmm. But when we come back around to, to Bones, Nothing But the Bones, which is coming out in April, which I don't even have a copy of, hey, Megan. So. <laughs> um, I, I, it was cool to see it because I haven't seen it in person. Gosh, it I'll, it I'll show person. you good. Yeah, I'll show you again. There
1: you go. <laughs> Rub it in. It's yeah. Great. yeah. It's pretty.
2: Yeah. Great. Um, yeah that goes back to the 90s and and mm-hmm. it reads as a standalone and it tells a story of nails obviously mean, you guys have read it right mm-hmm. um and and his um and the and the romance that goes on between him and this character of Dallas while they're on the run
1: mm-hmm.
2: and, um and Kate is very unlikable in that book and I did that on purpose because I wanted to show that she was very pushy and very in charge of shit all the way back then mm-hmm. yeah. and that it's not it wasn't nothing new to clayton in the beginning you know he's been he's been in he's been attracted that kind of woman his whole life too <laughs> and look at where it got him
0: <laughs> <laughs> so with, it, with this taking place really before uh bull mountain and Hard Cash valley i mean are, are, do you want people
2: to read this first before going back, read your other It makes no or, difference. It doesn't it matter. Makes, yeah, it makes zero difference. So you can read okay. that right now and without reading anything like you guys have, and mm-hmm. it will make zero difference. If, you, if you're if you familiar with the whole body of mean, you know, work-
0: I have everything else. It's just, you know, I have to work too. So I don't. <laughs> no, no. It's it's, it's kind of like
2: it's it's kind of and, and this is so so trendy or hip to say now when I'm talking about the MCU, but it's like Stan Lee's Marvel universe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can pick up a Spider-Man comic and read it. Right. You don't have to know who the Fantastic Four, or what's going on with them, to know that Johnny Storm is with the fan. You know what I'm saying? You, it, yeah. It's just the universe. You can pick up any of the books and read them all because they all exist within the same world. And there's mm-hmm. crossover characters, but they all read a standalone.
1: Is Nails in any of the other books, or is he only in this one? Nails
2: is a bit player in Like Lions. Um, okay, and this, in that story, Like Lions takes place ten years after the end of this one. <laughs> okay, so so what was it about? Because I got I got a lot of uh, when when Like Lions came back came out. Um, Nails was a means to an end character. Uh-huh. For me, that kind of grew, you know, I needed, I needed this character and, and he just kind of grew into a bigger part, but it was still a small part. He's only in two chapters, uh-huh. um, maybe three. I don't know. Uh, but I got in a huge amount of feedback from people saying, Oh my God, this character, who, what is his deal? And I never explained his deal because I wanted to, I always keep characters open that way uh-huh. um, in case I ever want to revisit any thread, you know, and, and make a sweater and I, I didn't know what to do with that character except that I knew that people liked him and then I was sitting on the couch um in a friend's house in Decatur and um I was like oh fuck I know I know I know his story I know what happened to Nails I know why they call him Nails I know his whole deal it, like full download the whole story from beginning to end it's never happened before at all and I just sat down and I I noted out the whole novel, like within three pages and went home and wrote it. It's like, just blurted it out. And, and, and I've never written like that before. That whole story was, was like one, one and done. Right. And, um, I gave it to my daughter to read, um, my daughter who goes to SCAD cause she's a badass, and, um, <laughs> and she's like, that's the best thing I've ever done. And that's high praise coming from an eighteen-year-old who really doesn't give a shit what you do. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. High praise. And so uh, she's like, "Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Don't change a thing." Um, and so, of course, they changed the title first. <laughs> <laughs> right. Then they wanted me to change the ending, which I fought for, and that didn't happen. Um, and then they dressed my love story up like a like a
1: ominous horror movie, and. Um, yeah and it comes out in April and I'm excited (laughs) (laughs) so what was it about Nails for you personally that made you want to come back to him I don't know man um well I mean I I had it back in
2: when I was writing a character at like what was a lot of characters I write you know I have this seedling of an idea like I like my main characters are usually fleshed out pretty well but I Mm -hmm. never like to have bit characters in my novels you know I mean there's throwaway characters, you know, like people who delivery people and that kind of shit There's no, I want them to have a little bit of substance. You know, if there's going to be conversation, there should be some, some substance there. Uh So, um, so as I, as I built on this character of nails, I kind of just kind of dug him. Like he was just this sad sack character that, you know, what, what got him this, what made him this way? Mm -hmm. Um, and so, uh, I didn't know. So I left it open and then I got, like I said, I got a lot of people saying I really like this character of Nails McKenna. What's his story? And I'd always tell people, I don't know yet. You know, I don't know. I'll I'll let you know when, when he tells me, (laughs) you know, and um, I guess that day in Decatur, he just did, man. You know, he just popped in my head and said, Hey, this is, this this is what happened. (laughs) And because that's how he talks, you know, (laughs) from fucking New York. You know, he's not. No, he's not, guys. Um, <laughs> guys, as an audience, not you you guys. Uh, and, and, is there's, is that me? Is somebody cooking hot pockets? <laughs> I don't, Are I'm here, but I don't know where it's coming from.
1: Yeah. I'm hearing a beep also. It right. does sound like the microwave, yeah.
2: <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty strange. It's my son fucking with me, I'm, I guarantee it. Anyway, yeah, so, so, um, once i had his story in my brain man i started writing it and i feel more personally connected to that character right than when i do any of my my um my other characters in any books i've written so far i mean Gosh. it's like, a, it's like an origin story. he's probably the least like me possible but he's the one that i connect with more so than anybody i've ever written you got your very <laughs> own origin story for your universe that you've written so <laughs> yeah. that's what it is it it it's kind of yeah it's kind of that way yeah it's, he's but my in, first he's my first Avenger yeah in
3: writing you know nails origin story you really you're writing Clayton and and Kate's too you know and because you get to go back and see all of those you know panavich universe characters young did you was that fun or was that constricting or you know were
0: you, I think I your was, computer's gonna blow up Megan be
3: scared like,
1: <laughs> yeah uh, your so, voice are you're, you're choppy. Oh sorry. You're okay. Um, I
3: guess I was just asking like the writing the history of those characters.
2: Oh, that was fun. I, I I heard your question. You are a little choppy, but I think I got the gist of it. Um it was cool um to to try to to try to play to those characters and where that they were gonna end up in the future without, you know. Um the one one of the one of one of the characters is is oscar wilcom mm-hmm. um he was a bastard <laughs> in every way <laughs> um he's just an irredeemable mean bastard um and <laughs>
4: <laughs> you, you guys hear
1: that right i do hear, it yeah, here, yeah. <laughs> It's on like the videos so of the fire alarm's beeping in the background. Know, that's, that's what it sounds like. It's like the <laughs> smoke detector. I mean, a fire drill going off. Yeah. Him saying hot pockets just made me think of what's his name, Jim Gaffigan, or whatever. Does the hot yeah oh, the hot pocket bit? Yeah.
0: <laughs> was it? Was it you? Was it yeah, that fault? was my fault. <laughs> <laughs> that was my fault. Was that? I was got. That really, the, r-
2: never mind. Was that the alarm picking Pills or <laughs> that? That was oven timer um, that I had set. Six hours ago, because I'm slow bacon ribs, And I, <laughs> if it hadn't gone off, I would have forgot completely. I'm a jackass. Here, I'm, I blame myself for that shit, too. Why, buddy? I'm sorry. He doesn't give a shit. Really, it was Brad's <laughs> fault. Hello. It was my fault. <laughs> yeah. I did it.
1: <laughs> I wonder if that made you choppy. Are you still choppy, Megan? It's just like your microphone. You're not lagging.
3: No, I'm kidding. I'm, am I still like, choppy?
1: Yeah, you sound like a robot. It's your microphone. Sorry. You're not like you're not like lagging or anything. Well,
3: as you can tell, I'm in Josh's office because my computer actually did blow up. <laughs> but I thought this was good because uh, Mr. Panovich is a Batman fan. Um, but yeah, sorry. I mean Josh's know, your office. Your husband and... has
2: excellent taste.
3: Well, obviously.
2: Yes. Okay. <laughs> of, of course. Oh, wow.
0: <laughs>
2: because you're nothing like hey. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'm not no, I, too sure I get, about that.
2: But. Getting by to what you're saying, um, uh, uh, Oscar was a lot of fun because I got to show a little bit more of his sensitive side before he becomes this son of a bitch down the road. Um, Kate was a lot of fun to write um, younger. Clinton was a lot of fun because you get to see him as a kind of a klutzy idiot. Um Finding his way as a detective, right? This is his first, his first, like, I don't know, try, trying to find somebody needle in a haystack type thing. And you, it's almost like his Clayton year one, you know, <laughs> a Batman reference. Um, and it, 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 it was really fun to watch his light bulbs go off and that kind of shit and him realize that he might actually be better at something than his father. Mm hmm. And I think that that gave him like the the courage to, and the nuts actually to go out and, and, and stand up against his dad, you know, and mm-hmm. then it, if, if you know, the rest of the books, like I said, you don't have to, in order to enjoy this story, but if you know, the rest of the books, it sweeps you into that. So,
1: Did you but feel you know. any, did you feel any trepidation at all going back and writing backstory for these characters that you've had around for a long time? What does that mean? Like
2: hesitating a a little.
1: Yeah. Like were you nervous about like, oh, I hope I don't mess this up (laughs) for. I'm just fucking with you. Um, (laughs) No, I didn't. But what I did do is um, I had to
2: read everything. Okay. Um, And so I'm a slow reader, slow typer. I'm a four finger pecker. (laughs) Um, That should be a Um, (laughs) t-shirt. So I had the audio books. That's what she said yeah um the audience megan you knew this was gonna happen
1: you she's, she's she, over there she's used to us oh
2: to i've got good. the vapors brian's being <laughs> he's, he's being vulgar dear lord i feel like a harlot on this show <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway. megan has been on the show like what seven or eight times now so she's oh, okay. used to the right, the bullshit all right, all right. we put her there cool.
3: and i've met brad cool. in person yeah yeah is that it was right a,
1: it was a it was a major yeah. disappointment for Megan.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: she,
0: refused, she refuses to see me, person. So
3: um, No, Brad's a real friend, and he came to my reading. That's right. I was within an hour of house. I fucking posted
1: your reading. I know, you're a friend to
3: Jay. On the other hand, uh, I was uh, within an hour of his house twice, and he didn't I think,
2: come I soon. think I had COVID. Twice?
1: No, you didn't. You yeah. were just playing Fortnite or something.
2: <laughs> yeah, but Jay is wearing a Judas Priest t shirt, so that gives him some clout, right? Luke? Yeah neither one of them know who they are so
1: but then it's got ohio state screensaver there and that's just terrible
0: dude Dude. the show the show is
1: is over you're right dude <laughs> that that's what kill. Look, Ohio State is going oh, to kill Brian Panovich. He's, he's dead. He's oh. dead.
4: That's what that was. Funny.
1: Brad got it. Yeah. Oh, Ohio shit. State is the downfall that of Brian Panovich. Look at that. Look that. He's, he's not going like, to make it through the show. Kind of, what kind of asshole
2: shit is that?
1: <laughs> uh-uh. Don't let that happen again.
0: <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> this is the last show. Thanks everyone for watching. <laughs> <Favorite cuts. laughs> I would be finding a new co host.
1: (laughs) He's dead. We're dead. Show's over. Shortest show in history. Buy the book because he's dead. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Make it popular.
2: (laughs) He is dead. You're going to have history. Man, I need to sign all the copies of the other books I have around here today's date. (laughs) God damn, that was dark. Okay. (laughs) Okay.
1: (coughs) While while Brian recovers, Megan, there's a question for you. Are you still with Shotgun Honey? This where to go. This book is still with Shotgun Honey. Yes.
3: Yes, that book is with Shotgun Honey. I don't know that future books will be with Shotgun Honey, but that one is.
2: Who asked that question? Who was that? Wild Willow. Wild. So it looked similar to my mugshot I I it was
0: just you're gonna chase away one our, our one listener man
2: <laughs> I said it, it looks similar to me how is that chasing anybody away is that your long lost sister is that <laughs> <a thing>? possibly <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, I want to ask because I'm not familiar with nails from the other book did you, in the other book did you mention his disabilities at all or was it yes. just something okay
2: yes um yes uh and they' they're much worse in in like lions okay well, you don't know that yet or mm-hmm. you have to it's read it have to read it, to read it. You, <laughs> well right um i i haven't written that yet there's a 10-year gap between mm-hmm. the end of nothing but the bones and the events that take place in like lions Okay. And during that ten years is another novel.
1: Okay. For the disabilities he has in this book, you know, he's got the like deformed hand, and he's I don't want to say he's slow because he knows what's going on, but He kind of just like gets confused and stuff. Was that was that challenging for you to write that character like that as being pretty much your main character in this book?
2: Um yes. Because I didn't want to um I didn't want to get it, i didn't want to fuck it up i don't want to fake it you know yeah um so yeah it, it was and i um I, I i had a lot of people read it who have uh worked with people with disabilities and that teachers that that, that work with special kids Mm-hmm. Um, and even that word is shitty now, but I, I yeah. wanted to make sure that I used all of the same lingo and, and tech, uh, or, or terminology that they used in the nineties, late nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, I, am sure I'll get some blowback for that. Um, but I don't care, but, uh, but yeah, it was difficult. Um, especially, um, since, um, his, well, you know, what let's, let's give it too much away? I can't do that. but yeah 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 yeah. i was very very careful about that i wanted to make sure that um that that his his spatial reasoning issues um weren't Mm -hmm. uh, so clearly defined i was working within a parameter you know that i had to get exactly right so i left it kind of open and that'll get in in, in another novel
1: yeah (laughs) i don't want to come across as like a caricature or something which i don't think you did at all so i think you i feel like that would be a hard line to toe to make it feel authentic but not like oh you know turn this into like a cartoon character almost in a way right right well I mean, um the the biggest problem there was the deformity of the hand
2: mm-hmm. um and and I, I I originally wrote it a little bit differently um where that was something that happened to him um further down the line and and that's why his hand is the way it is like it was it was mm-hmm. actually like mangled. Um but I didn't want that. I I I, I stuck with my original idea. Mm-hmm. And um and I did a lot of research on on how that happens. And it does. I mean webbed fingers and web toes and those kind of things and infused fingers, it happens. Um mm-hmm. and that would be something that uh that kids would just jump on.
1: Oh yeah. Absolutely and yeah. These
2: mean ass kids would just yeah. harass and and you know just especially if the kid has like a little little disability in learning you know or, or can't or can't process the insult quick enough you know right and um seeing that kind of thing man just is heartbreaking and i, I wanted you to have that right from the jump for for mm-hmm. for now so uh, yeah so I, I stuck with that
0: i mean it, it was it was rough from the get-go because there was were... the the group of characters i I, like i hated that first little part there just reading it remembering remembering things that happened in the 90s to people and like starting you know reminisce about high school days it's like man like i was i was just getting furious during that time and it's a risk to write that because you know somewhere there's someone that's taking notes and they just want their blood's boiling about the whole thing and, and this day of uh you know Cancel culture and stuff. Looking for a reason to to uh, yeah. call somebody out. So I mean, taking a risk to do that. Well, it, it pays off know. because it, I think it's done correctly, showing the different time frames of, of the way people you know treated people. So
2: I, I think that a lot of a lot of the reason why, I, like in Hard Cash Valley, I tackled autism. I had an autistic character. Mm-hmm. Um, with this, with with nails and Dallas, I wanted to tackle characters that. Like, I wanted to point out that I, without an agenda, because I'm a fiction writer, mm-hmm. I wanted to point out that this kind of shit has always existed. Right, right. Always. But we just didn't have the vocabulary. We didn't have the terminology. We didn't have the, the science or the patience for any of it. When I was a kid in the, early, in, the, in, the, in the 80s and early 90s, if a kid had autism, he was just a spaz you know he was a freak yeah. you know that's the words they used and that's a uh, you know i mean that it was probably the words i used mm-hmm. that i cuz i didn't know any better and nobody knew any better you know that kid's just a freak and he'd be tossed aside you know and picked on <coughs> um it happens all the time with gay kids back in the 80s and 90s they were so scared to say who they were that, you know, they would just be pressed up. It's not like people didn't know, but they mm-hmm. would just get picked on. And, 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 right. and the F word flew around like it was everybody's business. I mean, what, Matt Damon stopped saying that word three years ago? He retired the word because he just figured it out. You know, this is this is shit that's, that's been around since, and I'm 52 years old. It's been around since I was in middle school. I was in elementary school, right. but we just didn't know how to talk about it. And I think mm-hmm. that we finally are in a position. I'm I'm not saying we're anywhere close to where we need to be, in as a society, especially as a country, we're we're fucked up, like all the way around. But but we're a lot further into the conversation. And and why not why not bring those characters into the normality of storytelling? You know what I mean? Like why not bring make it bring the normalcy? inside like let, let's let's have characters like that let's let's have vividly drawn characters like that and that's why i thought that nails story worked so well in the 90s right mm-hmm. because we get to see if that character had had been portrayed as a as a full-grown man right now in this in, in the world we live in in the society that we do live in right now he'd have been treated completely differently yeah but as a kid in the 90s there was a pain there that you just don't get or understand. And maybe we could transfer and listen to his story then and then look at the kid today who has the same issues and give them the same shit that those kids missed out on. And if they had the crosses they had to bear in order for the new kids to, or this group of kids All right, and the next group of kids and my daughter's kids, you know what I'm saying? And, it, every, uh-huh. and every time we get better and better at it. <laughs> i don't know if that was I, too long-winded or what
1: i feel like it's also important because since he's pretty much he's a pov character you're also getting the inner monologue his inner dialogue too so it's not just what yeah. he's saying to other characters but what he's thinking in his own head about you know his words getting jumbled up and he's getting frustrated that you know he, he can't get the words out he wants to say or anything like that so i think that's an extra layer to him that maybe you would not have gotten from you know where he's just a one or two chapter character from the other book
2: no, you don't see that at all. No. And, that, mm-hmm. and that's the thing in the other book is very, very two dimensional and you only mm-hmm. see him as the, the beast that he, that he appears to be. You don't get to know him until this book, which is, which is really why I was excited to write it. So. Yeah. The, the
0: many layers of
2: nails, basically. <laughs> right.
1: It seems like new the whole idea
2: is his name is nails instead of hammer is what, I, I love that whole juxtaposition of that.
1: He's not uh-huh.
2: he's not the hammer. He's the nail, for fuck's sake. And I hope that people get that. That was the original title of the book, was Nails. Oh, um, yeah. And they okay. it. And I, I thought it was a great name, but my, my publisher did not agree. <laughs> <laughs> and you, <clears throat> usually they're on the money with those kinds of things. But this time, I think that Nails would have been a better title. But that was that was the whole point of calling him nails.
0: Mm-hmm. He's like not
2: that. he's not a beast, he's not a hammer. Everybody wants to treat him like one.
0: Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a ladies' man, really. <laughs> no, I mean, think about it. I mean, right? you know, with, with Dallas and, and Kate <laughs> going to help him out, and you know what I mean? Amy yes. to help him out. Amy coming to his to his rescue. Yeah, it, it's you know, it's a ladies' man. I mean you know, it's, got it going on.
2: You know, you know, you know what the secret is to Nelson's charm? <laughs> is he just doesn't give a shit about the rest of it? Yeah, he just doesn't see people for other than who they are. They're just people. Maybe we got a lot to learn from Nelson McKenzie. <laughs> you know. You're welcome. <laughs> and, so,
3: <laughs> so since this novel has sort of like a more social justice event, um, do you have concerns about your existing fans expectations?
2: <clears throat> I have concerns about my existing fan base accepting the romance side of this novel. Mm. Um When I wrote Hardcast Valley, I thought that I had written a love story. I did. I mean, I wrote a love story. um, But I had gotten really good at covering the the theme with a lot of crime and dead people. Um, (laughs) And shit blowing up and action sequence. I mean i i wrote i wrote this beautiful love story about a man and who has yet to give up on his dead wife and um my my publisher is a crime publisher and they were like whoa you know you, you guys my my agent in particular was like you got you got to kill some more guys man <laughs> you got to kill some more people we, we got it has got to open up on a dead body what are you doing <laughs> you can't have two people laying in a fucking field. <laughs> you know, finding out that they're pregnant. You're, you're writing a crime novel. Kill some guys. So got, I'm so good at covering that up that the love story, I think, went completely like under the radar. I mean, every now and then a review would pop up and say, wow, there's some tender moments. So that, that, oh, that's the book, you know? So I wanted to strip that away completely this time and, and maybe not give so much sugar with the medicine you know mm-hmm. I wanted to write a love story I needed to write a love story I was at that time in my life that I fucking needed to see it I needed to if I had to make it up I was gonna see a love story <laughs> and um and I didn't want it to be atypical you know I didn't want to write a Hollywood love story not everybody is I mean people do that shit really well but not everybody is uh as Annabelle Monan, you know right. what
4: I'm saying yeah yeah well there, there's yeah, nobody I, I, like that yeah
2: but I needed to write this love story. And and so that was my main concern. And it was my main concern for my agent, too. He was like, man, I told you you did this last time. You need to kill some more guys. <laughs> and, I, and I said, no, <laughs> I'm not doing it. And and luckily, my publisher agreed with me this time. And she was like, OK, let's do this. So that's more what my main concern is, I mean, All the right. social justice aspect of it um if that's the takeaway i mean if that's if that's the takeaway if that's what somebody takes away from reading this book then if i lose them i lose them Mm
4: -hmm.
2: you know what i mean yeah because i mean if that's the conversation they want to have after reading a a book that i wrote then i I i don't necessarily think i want them to be reading me anyway
0: yeah yeah so. At the same time, though, I mean, you could probably bring in bring in uh, a new audience with it going in that direction, and then let them read the other stuff and say, "Oh shit, what what are we, <laughs> what did I stumble across here? Right. We have this, this this lovely romantic, you know, well, ending that don't we don't like." Don't get
2: me wrong; people die in this one too.
0: <laughs> lots lot of people die. No, 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 no! Don't get me wrong; lots of people die. It is a violent book. Yes, um, but then you then you get those that will, you know. Maybe this, this is the first one that someone starts with, right? And then just you know, I like to see the uh, the re- reactions on their face if they go back and read the other <laughs> the other things. So,
2: well, I, I get I get Southern writer a lot. I get labeled rural crime writer a lot. I get yeah. mm-hmm. uh, country noir, hillbilly noir. All kind of, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know where you guys live.
1: I'm um, in Kentucky. Kentucky. Mm-hmm.
2: Where where are you? At? He's He's, pretty-
1: <laughs> he's got to be well, in Ohio if yeah. he's from Ohio. <laughs> Ohio. State. No one else likes Ohio State but Ohio. Uh, yeah, only Columbus. I'm hoping it's there on a bet.
2: That's all. <laughs> um. So if if you uh, Kentucky, if 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 you want to sit around with your friends and call yourselves hillbillies, that's on you, man. You can do that. You know don't fucking come to my house and do it you know <laughs> don't call me a hillbilly don't come in here and call my girls hillbillies that's that's not how it works so mm-hmm. to label something hillbilly noir to me is insulting it's demeaning um I take southern writer even with a with a with a greatest stand because I mean yeah I live in the south mm-hmm. but I I'm not from Georgia I wasn't born here I was born in Fort Fort Dix New Jersey my dad was military, man. I, I spent most of my my childhood overseas. You know, I lived in Germany and, and places like that. So I mean, I don't consider myself a Southern writer. Megan and I have had this conversation at length. She's from Canada. She writes some of the best Appalachian fiction you're ever going to fucking read in your life. Period. There's there is are, are not many people better than her. Singleton maybe. Singleton maybe. But, <laughs> but you're different veins, so it doesn't you know? It doesn't matter um my point is 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 that i have a a problem with all that shit, and i would rather just be a writer right it doesn't have to write crime it doesn't have to write southern that doesn't have to write uh i don't have to kill a bunch of guys and if i want to write a love story i can and Mm -hmm. i'm hoping that with this book um Mm -hmm. people will see that there's more to it than just um a southern godfather opera you know, Uh and it'll allow me to do some other things and to be more Brian, the writer, as opposed to Brian, the Southern
1: crime hillbilly fiction writer. So Mm. what was it that originally drew you to start writing the crime and set it in the South? Was it just because you live in Georgia and that you just want to write where you're living at or
2: Uh, honestly, um, I I had never intended to write a novel and Megan's heard this story before. Um, and the, the the short stories that my agent had read online were a pair of short stories that gave you a, a that told one story about a southern cop. He was a dirty sheriff, and those stories are what he wanted me to build the novel around. So I built the novel around those two stories, and I happened to live in North Georgia at the time. And I was like, "You write about what you know," and this is the story that he wanted. So, Bull Mountain became huge, and it gave me a career, and then I was expected to stay in my lane from then on and mm-hmm. do that. And me being, you know, I, I wasn't published until I was in my th- late 30s. Um, I was just happy to be here. I didn't know if I was ever going to get another shot, so I did everything I was told and was and, and still do almost to this day. I've got a little mm-hmm. bit more clout now, you know, I can, <laughs> I can keep from like changing my endings. Um, but I'm still happy to be here and they still expect a certain thing from me. So it's a slow transition. You know, like I tried to pitch a children's book one time, which I think mm-hmm. is fantastic. I've got it. How many people died in that one?
1: <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> everybody's dead.
2: <laughs> None.
0: <Okay>.
1: Nobody <laughs> dies.
2: Very fantastical children's picture book. Um, but my agent told me very bluntly, nobody wants to buy a children's book the guy who wrote Bull Mountain.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: You've got to transcend that. You've got to become Brian the writer instead of the Bull Mountain guy. And so it's taken me a decade to do that. And I think that I'm finally getting to the point where I can do that.
1: Do you think this new one's going to help push you to that level that you want to be at? As far as transcending just the southern writer
2: definitely a step forward mm. into that direction yeah yeah but I mean as long as I'm with Minotaur which I hope to be for a long time I still have to write crime fiction because that's what their imprint is I mean Kelly yeah. Ryland's one of the best editors in the world and I don't ever want to lose her so I'll be writing this kind of material for a long time mm-hmm. but in order to branch out of that I've got to show that I've got the chops to be able to do other kinds of things
4: mm-hmm.
2: and outside of bull mountain every book i've ever written is a love story i've just been too good at covering it up (laughs) this this one i wanted to scrape it back a little bit make the love story stand out front
1: so really you're brian the 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 romance writer
2: (laughs) i've said on several occasions that i'm a romance writer and everybody thinks i'm joking (laughs) there's always
0: a room for like space erotica
1: Jane, you said that while he's drinking, you got choking to death, Jackie. Wow, that's for busting on his t-shirt and his green
2: thing, man. He was.
1: <laughs> hey, you waited till he took a drink, didn't I, I did. I thought, yes, um, you? I did. I
0: saw my opportunity. buy the oh, book man. because once again, he's dead. So go ahead, and buy the book. It's for That doesn't count know. though, man. It was
2: to make me laugh, not laugh and choke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. I'm really sorry for <laughs> the stick. I'm sorry for the stick. For real.
1: No, you don't have to pop. We just are glad you're sticking it out and actually being on the show with us.
0: Yeah, we won't, we won't keep you too much longer but like so what 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 do you have what are you working on now is there another origin story you're working on with this universe you have or, or are you just going to go to a whole different direction or what else no i'm
2: run? a um there's a whole brand new cast of character I've never done an ensemble before mm-hmm. so i'm currently finishing up that okay um what i'm what I mean by ensemble I hope you guys are, are down but there's no main character. There's a group of main characters, right, there's right. six of them. Um, and I'm revisiting Dane Kirby uh, mm-hmm. from Hardcast Valley. He's one of the characters in the, of the six. So it's more like a Tarantino movie. Um, okay. You know what I mean? There's a whole bunch of dialogue and there's a whole bunch of characters. and I've, ne- I've never done anything like that before. So I'm I'm excited about it and it's funny. So, <laughs> and I've never done anything like that before either. So um, so it's a very dark comedic ensemble piece that does tie into the rest of the books because of the region, right? Mm-hmm. But um, all new characters outside of Dane, and it's gonna be fucking awesome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I gotta check that out. I mean, because I'm a. I'm a uh Tarantino fan. So I want I want to see like a written version of oh, like, yeah. one of, of one of his you know movies. You know what I mean? I mean so, let me
2: see if I could pick pick one that is the closest to um it's uh Imagine the Hateful Eight if it wasn't if it wasn't a Western, if it was modern day. Okay. Oh you it'd be I mean? like it'd be like like if it it was happening in Atlanta.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah that's that that's what we're that's what we're doing okay. And, I'm, okay and I'm sucking a whole lot of the south out of it man by putting it in this rural I'm I'm putting it in this urban
1: atmosphere of Atlanta and South Atlanta mm-hmm. yeah I love the hateful boy but I think that's underrated for Tarantino I feel like a lot of people don't like that one
0: well it's so damn long people can't I No, nef- it's great it's fantastic I definitely like, so- actually like breaking it up in like four parts for people to watch now <laughs>
2: Oh, dialogue here, well, he's the king of dialogue in, yeah. in most yeah. of the stuff, but but man, that's that's the way he handles so many characters at once, and you and to where people sit around and argue about who their favorite is. That's mm-hmm. what I wanted to go for in this novel. Like I, I won't say that Tarantino is the greatest filmmaker ever made that ever lived, or whatever. not that way, but Elmore Leonard is, was great at it, you know, at, at having ensemble pieces of with a bunch of characters but it hasn't been done a lot, you know, mm-hmm. in, in our, I guess, community or our, our crime fiction, you know, readership. There's there's mostly just there's the guy, you know, you write, You get your guy in trouble. You get your guy out of trouble. You get your guy in trouble. You get your guy out of trouble. Girl in trouble, get your girl out of trouble, or you got your guy and your girl pair up and you get them in trouble and get them out of trouble. <laughs> once a year. Fuck all that. I'm going to get six people into a huge ration of shit, then try to get them to unfuck it, <laughs> and I think I succeeded at it. And handling all of those characters, that's going to be my the, the best part to see if I've pulled that off. So that people sit around on the couch and argue about who their favorite character is in this book, like they would in the Tarantino movie. Is that is that the title? Unfuck it.
0: <laughs> did, you, did you read that by? Oh my pub god, card? it is
2: now. Yeah.
0: Please
2: <laughs> <laughs> write it down. It is now. No, the, the worst. See your publisher
0: is, makes that change now.
2: Yeah, <laughs> well, it's called, Right, I've written it under the under the name. I see a darkness. Um, by it's it's Johnny Cash covered it. I think it was a Nick Cave tune originally. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like that song just encompasses the whole thing. But I know that my publisher is going to change it. I know it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get married to titles anymore. The only title I've ever had stick to a book was like Lions. That was the only one I ever fought for and won.
3: I think um, since you brought up the song, we need to talk about how music plays a role in. This book, you know, you have a a really interesting structure. You have a character who's obsessed with songs and songwriting. Are you talking about
2: you're talking about bones, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, listen. Um, well soundtrack to the book has always been really important. I, I put a soundtrack together for, for the book based on characters and how that I think that what they would listen to and that kind of thing. Um, for this book in particular, Dallas is very fond of music. It's her thing. It's her jam. And um, so music plays a big part in her life. And it She carries around a mixtape with her. Remember mixtapes from the 90s were the way to express love, man. I miss the (laughs) mixtape. Like, the playlist does not compare, you know? Just doesn't compare. Yeah. Um, And so she has this mixtape that that she's constantly wanting nails to listen to at full volume, you know? (laughs) And it makes him crazy at first. But then it becomes this thing that matters the most to him, you know? oh mm-hmm. well, and so yeah so music music plays a part and so when i put out like on spotify i'll put out a soundtrack for the book to give it like a little bit of hype and i've done it for every book successively
4: mm-hmm.
2: when this one came out and i put it out there for people to see and it was all 90s music and 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 nirvana and uh and like my star like and shit like that and they were like what the fuck <laughs> is going on here this is not a southern rock soundtrack you know by no means yeah and um, i was like you're right and it is not a southern rock uh book at all and um but yeah i mean it, it music is incredibly important not only to the storyline but to the way i write and it's weird because i have to write in total silence
4: mm-hmm
2: I can't even have my dogs in the room Um, unless they're, of course, sleeping on the couch because they don't do shit else. (laughs) But um, when I'm in the car, like if I have to leave to do anything or if I get stuck on a character, if I get stuck inside Nails' brain and I'm having a day where I write it two or three pages and it's all garbage, Uh I'll go out and listen to where I think Nails would be listening to and it gets me back into his brain. Um, that was really easy to do with Dallas since she and I grew up in the same same era, you know. Um it was really easy to do with Clayton because Clayton is is an outlaw western kind of guy. And so he and he's a real representative of my dad. So it was if I get stuck in a Clayton heads head headspace and I feel like I'm writing trash, I'll just go out and we'll listen to Waylon Jennings. And drive around and get that beat back in my head and i can come back and i can write the man like i know him. Mm-hmm. so yeah without music i can't write it's like it's almost the same thing to me making music writing stories it's, it's all cadence it's all the beat it's all yeah. rhythm yeah that's that's cool because i mean I'm, I'm a big
0: music guy and that me and brad fight about it because i mean i, I was, <laughs> you know 80s 90s stuff for me i worked at radio for like 10, 11 years. So I was always around music and it's important like my life revolves around, you know, my songs and stuff.
2: Drives my wife crazy but still. Well, yeah, that's that's why I, I don't have a wife, man, because I'm crazy. <laughs> it. It but me. I get it. I get. It. I mean, you know there's that classic uh question, um hypothetical question is like would you rather be deaf or blind? It's mm-hmm. like take take my eyes in a hot second. Like yeah. I've seen enough. You know know, I mean, I don't, I don't have to see shit else. I know what they look like. I love them, but if I couldn't hear music, man, if yeah. I couldn't hear them, or 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 hear my kids tell me, you know, that they love me, or hear hear live music, you just fucking, I'd eat a bullet, man. Fuck it, I'm done. That's how committed I am, Judas Priest. Where are you at? <laughs>
0: I, I love live, live <laughs> music. <laughs> yeah. Live live music is a whole different world. I mean that that's, that's like I could get lost. I've spent so much money going to live shows. It's that's what you can tell when how good a band is when they're live. When
2: were you on radio?
0: Late 90s, early 2000s. Moved and along.
2: I was playing music on stage at that yeah. exact same time. So
0: mid mid 90 uh, mid 90s through the end of uh, the late nineties and the early two thousands, Then I was like, you know what, I'm not making any kind of fucking money at all,
2: It's <laughs> so I'm out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, You know what I realized? There's a whole lot of people trying to do that shit. Yeah. Uh, no, if, that I, if I, mean. I, I would have got into it, like if I would
0: have got into it like ten or fifteen years before I got into it, I'd be grandfathered into it, you know, and I would have a name and I could do whatever. No, I mean it. It went all to shit, you know, automations and stuff. Yeah. I did see a lot of me i've met a lot of uh bands and saw a lot of uh you know saw a lot of bands and met a lot of people so man. you don't you don't strike
2: me as a nice whole dj because i met a whole lot of those <laughs> hey, 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 hey,
4: hey, yeah you know? it, yeah In,
2: in, in the Here beginning i was yeah. you
0: know yeah In the beginning i was and then i went into management of it and i was like still not make any kind of money out of it so screw it <laughs> <laughs>
1: so
2: yeah so how's podcasting working out for you
1: it's fantastic we're making bang yeah <laughs> i'm still looking for a new co-host <laughs> Just the, the the pennies just roll in <laughs> hey. i do want to ask about um nails and dallas's relationship because it kind of starts out as almost a damsel in distress and then they kind of they're kind of like two planets rotating around each other like he makes him uncomfortable sometimes and he makes her kind of mad and they just kind of fight, but they keep coming back to each other. So can you speak on what the relationship, how it kind of evolves without giving anything away and sort of what it means to you as you're writing it? Oh, this is going to be tricky. Um, yes. Yeah, can't give anything away. We can't give that away. Right, right. Right. Um, he, uh,
2: in the beginning of the book, he's, he, he is goes through a traumatizing situation, um, involving mm-hmm. his friend, Amy. Um, and that situation uh um it it puts it 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 gives him a sense of women are off limits i can't put myself in a position to have a woman get hurt like that again um Mm -hmm. you know it 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 gives him that, and so he's he's raised under that, and he knows that women are not going to be a part of his life. He knows he's scary, he knows he's a, or at least he thinks outwardly that he's a monster. He repels women, so he has no skill set at all as far as what a guy would call game. You know, Mm -hmm. nothing. He doesn't even know what the fuck that means. Again, something we could probably all take a lesson from, right? Mm-hmm. um so she makes him uncomfortable in that sense like he doesn't understand why she's not afraid of him yeah and he doesn't understand why uh why she's okay with what she sees um but and then at the same time she's blonde like his friend amy and reminds him of her and that mm-hmm. makes him even more you know, freak, freakish about the situation. He has no ability to, to connect, and when he, when he, the only thing he knows how to navigate is anger. You notice if he gets mad, he can speak correctly, and his words aren't gummed up, and he comes directly at you, and he says exactly what he means. But gosh, if he feels any kind of affection, just mm-hmm. fucking, his brain goes haywire. And so this girl has this effect on him and he does not want a for him to cause her any pain or B for her to have him gummed up to not be able to think straight Doesn't like to be out of control of his own senses, his own Mm -hmm. head. Um, I can't really speak on Dallas because we don't want to know what her intentions are and we kind of don't, you know, like, she, she's kind of shady you know like mm-hmm. well, how there's some things there's some questions you're asking yourself in the beginning of this book you know why is she doing this he is kind of the way he is she has to know that why she got her it looks like she's got her sights on him for a reason right mm-hmm. um like a grifter and so i wanted to kind of put that out there to where that was that possibility you know and and as the two of them realized that one is not the other and the other is not what the other one thought they, they uh-huh. start to realize that they're just misfits and they finally have connected mm-hmm. on a way that most misfits do you know like hey there's a lot of us out here we just need to gravitate toward each other and she's quicker to realize that than he is
4: mm-hmm.
2: and yeah i'll
0: I'll stop there i think yeah that's good yeah the other was deeper to what you thought was gonna go brad
1: (laughs) no there was there was a scene i don't i won't say what happened but at a gas station where someone does something that was like oh i wasn't expecting that character to do that at all i think you probably know what i'm talking about yeah like no it's not that's not really knowing that character was like i was that just came out of the blue for me what about you two, Megan and Jay? Did you all expect that to happen at the gas station? I did ex- not
0: expect it to happen. So I, I don't think it blindsided me.
3: Yeah, I, I think she is so um, wily and mm-hmm. smart um, that I, I wasn't surprised that that she took control of that situation.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what you are talking about, right? Yeah, I mean, Brad because she I love how she even at the end of that after I wrote that scene um a couple of days later I looked back at it and I was like oh my God I straight up stole that I stole that (laughs) and then I had so I made her tip her hat to uh to to Thelma and Louise oh yeah and if you read it it's in there man and um so so she she makes a rep because she loves pop culture and she's into the 90s pop culture and that's mm-hmm. where she got the idea to do it, and <laughs> that's where it came from. So I, gosh, I hope I didn't spoil anything for anybody. But, but yeah, I don't she think thinks, you did. No, I don't think she thinks she's doing like, yeah. She. Let me ask you, Megan. Did you? Was she likable?
3: Yes. Oh, very. I mean, she regularly makes the worst possible decision, but <laughs> yes. it's so like good-hearted it's so out of a place of, um, you know, a a desire for connection, um, or to make nails feel comfortable or to try to make them safe. Like all of her motivations are good. I find, um, even Mm -hmm. though she's almost always making the wrong message.
0: Well, okay. Saying that Brian, would you mind if Megan did the Dallas origin story? <laughs> uh, Megan could could write anything of mine. Or yeah, she she saying, could jump I mean, on anything and write it. Absolutely. I mean that I, 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 I would can, be honored, I can, honored I and thrilled that
2: as as a as a Megan story. Like oh my God, are you kidding me? I would I would be honored and thrilled. Did I just do it like,
0: <laughs> anyway? I, I just booked you for the next year, Megan. I'm sorry. I I got I, I got you work. <laughs> Thanks.
1: Thanks. <laughs> you said she makes the worst decisions when she did that. I was like, why are you doing that? Like you <laughs> know why you all are, are headed to Jacksonville. So that cannot be a good thing that you did. It's like, why did you do that? So I think that's why caught me off like, guard. Even,
2: even Nails is like, you just screwed us. Why did yeah. you do that? And, and she cost him something that he loved very dearly. And so, yeah. she, but I mean, she yeah. just thought she was bailing him out, you know? Yeah. And, and and I think that Megan nailed it earlier. We were talking on via text when I was like, do I, can I do this shit today on a Mac? I don't know. <laughs> um and she ask, I asked her about the book and I said something about you know, did how did how did you feel about Dallas? And um she was like, Yeah, she makes all the wrong decisions. And I was like, right, because as she said, as Megan said, what 19-year-old kid doesn't fuck up all the yeah. time, you know, and, and and it's not just her. I mean, it's her and nails and mm-hmm. all of the kids that were at the creek that day. I mean, we all as children, as kids growing up and figuring shit out, we all fuck up and mm-hmm. we a lot of us become product of that fuck up. and sometimes it it destroys us and sometimes we learn from it mm-hmm. yeah
0: I, I i didn't I didn't look at the gas station situation like as a big fuck up like it was. Later on, she did something bigger. I don't want to give anything away, but the meeting that Nels was, oh having, yeah, and, and 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 then she appeared. Yeah, yeah. That to me, that was a much bigger. Oh yeah, that well, was her like, showing her ass. Yeah, that was like, yeah. that was like you just you just got this dude killed. You know, thinking so, definitely right. What was but, happening.
2: but in her mind, it was making sure that she was showing her ass to yeah. make sure that he knew what was important. Right. Like mm-hmm. you better make you know make make sure he puts her first. Yeah. Again, what nineteen year old kid isn't gonna you know be be prom queeny about shit? You know. Right. Yeah. <coughs> I don't know. Maybe something some but it. the bones by
0: Brian Penwich. This is the uh, the the book we're talking about. We're, we're actually talking about all of his books together because it's part of the uh, Penwich universe.
1: McFalls County. Yeah. Cinematic universe. The <laughs> MCU. Yeah. Yeah. You you should have copyrighted that and sued just the shit out of marvel Oh no
2: shit. Imagine <laughs> the
0: money, guys. Imagine the money. Yeah, I mean they would have bought the copyright from you. That would have been nice.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Have you written a road this this is kind of a, like a road trippy novel. Have you read one like this before? Or is this more that, more unique than anything? Yeah,
2: huh? This is uh this is relatively new. Mm-hmm. Um it, it was and that's that's how it's being described as a road novel.
1: So Yeah.
2: But it's You're a really
3: on. successful road novel because we have talked about uh my first novel, my first shitty novel, is a road trip novel. And every single scene takes place in a car. So I love how Doors <laughs> does <it. laughs> you, you know, just you just gotta
2: you, keep trading out cars. So. Oh, right.
3: Well and and you know, there's cool places to stay that like I would have never imagined that before and Petaverse. You know
0: the panaverse, <laughs> abandoned you know newly built houses or
3: or whatever and hotels and all sorts of like great places that make sense for a road trip that aren't in a car which... what do you? Ref- mm-hmm. what
0: do you refer to as your first shitty novel
3: oh you haven't read it it's...
0: okay yeah
2: she, she won't <laughs> let nobody have it okay
3: no. no it's truly shitty
2: yeah okay well, hey i want to <laughs> give a give a quick shout to the guy who just said panaverse just then yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's Brian Brian's Brian's salt. Salt. Yeah. That is the voice of all of my characters on the audiobooks right there. Oh, that's cool. Right. That, is the, that is the man who put a voice to every character. He is a one man, full cast. He's incredible. That's awesome. If there is a way to experience my books, unless you just have to smell paper, the best way to do it <laughs> is to listen to Brian read it. When, whenever one of my books come out, I, I go and listen to it. I go and listen and drive and listen to it and he, he makes me feel like I didn't even write it, like I'm watching a movie. With a man. <laughs>
1: nice. Do you have do you ever have any say in like oh, I want this character to sound gruff and gritty or anything like that? Or did you just let him do Most his thing? Definitely. Yes, yes. Yeah.
2: Have, have we got time for this story? Because this is a fucking great story.
1: Well, yeah, we're so go start. for
2: it. This yeah. is a good story. All right. So um I was one of my favorite books on the planet is Give Us a Kiss by Daniel Woodrow. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. It's fantastic. <laughs> and, um, oh, I'm going to embarrass you, Brian. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> and, um, so I was listening, I, I've read the book several, several times, and I go back to it sometimes, you know, whatever. Before I, I, I wrote Bull Mountain, um, I, I I'd, I'd never tried audiobooks before, and I got a subscription to Audible. And um, I got a couple of credits and I got a couple of books. Of course, I get my favorite books. Mm-hmm. Give Us a Kiss. The guy who did Give Us a Kiss was so fucking good. I was like, who is this guy, man? He's awesome. He did, He just nailed this book. He made it new for me again. And his name was Brian Trox. I said, if I ever write a book, I'm going to get that guy to do it. And so, uh, so I wrote a book. And I sold it to a big ass publisher and then recorded books, bought the rights to do the audiobook And I was like, cool. So I called my, my editor and I was like, do I have uh, any say something about who does it? And they were like, uh, no, you don't. <laughs> cool. I I was cool. So I was like, well, I, I didn't really like that answer much. <laughs> so I called, I called the executives over there at recorded books. And I was like, Hey, um, you guys just bought the rights to do do my book, It's Bull Mountain, and and I wrote it, and I was wondering if I, you know, have any say so about who who could who who gets to read it. No, you don't. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Well, let's call somebody else. So I called somebody else and Recorded Books, and um, I got somebody else on the phone, and I was like, Hey, look, I'm serious. I'm not trying to get my cousin or my my buddy Joe to do it. I'm. <laughs> I'm talking about an actual professional narrator that I that I like. Uh-huh. They were like, "Okay, who is it?" I'm like, "His name is Brian Troxel, and he's done all of Daniel Woodrell's books." And they were like, "Yes, we know who da- who Brian Troxel is, but but we, we don't use him because he's not part of our stable of recording artists." Uh-huh. Well, what the fuck does that mean? He's not <laughs> part of the He can be. If you let him do this book. <laughs> and he was dumb. And I was like, well, what's the main what is well he's not in New York? And we usually use the the you know the voice actors that we have here that can work out of the studio here in New York. Mm-hmm. So then they fucked up. I said, Well, if that's the problem, just tell me where the cat lives and I'll fly his ass to New York <laughs> on my dime and we'll get it done. And they're like, We we think he lives in Atlanta. Are you fucking kidding me? The guy lives two hours away from me? <laughs> You're fucking kidding me. The, I just wrote a book, a multi-generational book about North Georgia, and this dude lives <laughs> two hours away from me where he's familiar with every dialect in it. Mm-hmm. So then I reached out to him directly and I stalked his ass <laughs> Two campaign. I said, Hey, you don't know me. But they just bought my book and I want you to do it and I love you and I'm not gonna fucking settle for anybody but you and he was like wow okay well that's never happened. I said, Well, let's let's fucking hammer so we started hammering them and they were like okay, fine. And then Brian Troxel was on board and he did it and he knocked it out of the park, and then they signed him up for the second one, sight unseen. They didn't give a fuck from that point on. Brian Troxel was the voice of McFalls County. Nice, yeah. We kept it in the house, we kept it, in Georgia. Because unlike is, North Carolina, we all love each other. That is no easy <laughs>
0: task doing, doing an audio book. I can tell you, I, that's no easy task. I mean, you got people that just because they have a decent voice, oh, I could, I could do an audiobook, you know. And, oh and, my
2: God, what this man does is yeah. yeah. When 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 you listen to like a like a like a memoir where somebody does <laughs> when 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 people do like a memoir and you hear the actual person reading it, that's mm-hmm. one thing. Right, right. I mean, yeah. when, when people hire like, uh, like professional actors, like for the for the name recognition, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it works. Most of the time, it does not. Yeah. Um what Brian does, well, he's he's a professional actor and he does act on the screen as well. And he's in Hawkeye, by the way. So he's in that real MCU. Um, and he's also in Cobra Kai. Um, and I'm sure I'm going to forget the list of other things he's done, but he, uh what he does, man, is he makes you forget that there's one person narrating right the book, and you, you mm-hmm. do actually see and feel all these different characters. And what's cool about Brian is that he has been able to go and do the same characters at different times in their life. Oh, that's so cool. So he can do like Clayton as a kid. He can do Clayton as a young man. He can do him as a as an older scruffy man, and it's the same dialect, it's the same voice, just adjusted to age. And he's done mm-hmm. that with all the characters, and it's so cool. So cool.
1: Like sometimes you'll hear an audio book and it sounds like someone's reading off the page. And then other times it just sounds like you know actually people are having conversations. So you can tell a difference well, we, if it's a good one or not.
2: Yeah. We've gotten to be such good friends that um that I kind of I, I write to him now. Like oh, I write okay. to like, like I know what he's looking for. He needs to mm-hmm. know how this guy sounds. And so I, I can I can put it in there and work it in to where he knows what's going on. So then we have the text conversations afterwards. Once he's read the book, he starts asking questions. And then and we have that relationship, whereas a lot of writers and their narrators do not. You know, they don't oh, even yeah. get to pick the person. They don't have anything to do with it. Brian has pulled my ass out of the fire for mistakes that have been in books, you know, <laughs> that that, that, wasn't it, that we missed, that my editor missed, that my copy editor I, missed, ew. that proofreader missed. But when it got to Brian, he said, this is fucked. I'm like, oh my god! It's supposed to be David Copperfield, not Parker Copperfield. How the hell did that happen? Do, do you have
0: the recordings of <laughs> him reading it and stopping and saying, "This is fucked"? I, <laughs> I, outtakes—that's what we need. Yeah,
2: that would like, be great. Old Mountain
0: outtakes—that's what we that would need. Be great. No, it, 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 it's it's fucking. I I not to make this about me, but I did an audiobook for somebody, and I haven't heard from the author since I've done it. But <laughs> but I mean, the, I mean, I was my old worst critic like i was like that sounds like shit let me drink some whiskey try to get my throat rough i mean like oh man my accents were coming through i just and it was short it was underveloped. and <laughs> it took me forever <laughs> to freaking do it so uh, well like, i'll tell you what you those, know. those professionals that could do it like you know more power to them That's just...
2: buy all of my books on audio and then you can check out brian <laughs> um, <laughs> all of them takes her out, out and, and I'll get you a personal disc of all of his F bomb outtakes. Nice. <laughs> and in the meantime, you, so you can see all of his other stellar talent, go to Sketchworks. Is it Sketchworks.com, Brian, or is it SketchworksNewsbreak.com? I can put it up on the screen. Where he does his sketch show, new show every Tuesday it comes out and it's fucking hilarious. You should check nice. it out. Everybody on that show is hilarious except for Tim Millard. He's- <laughs> it's awful.
1: Do you ever write a character uh, somebody, somebody owes that like you money or something?
2: What's <laughs> well, that? Uh, somebody that owes you money. <laughs> oh no, but uh, Tim Millard dies a miserable death in the ensemble book that I'm writing right now. <laughs>
1: You ever write I'm a character's just, voice I just i
2: love i love to i'm fucking tim but i that's that's the thing megan you've done that haven't you you've killed somebody you hate oh, yeah. your books oh, that's yeah. that's 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 one of the best parts of being a writer
1: jay you get killed off in a lot of books just saying
0: i, I think i'm up to six different <laughs> books I, I get killed off often so that's pretty cool
2: yeah
1: you've been killed in six books
0: yeah that's
2: awesome man okay, <laughs> well, well, so.
0: One's a short story, but it was. <laughs> and then one, I was a main character that got killed off. No, two, it, yeah. At least three of them. I was a main character. Shut so, off. So just yeah.
1: So what are people really, we really think about you, Jay, if they're just killing you off in their books all the time? If it's I happened six it. times,
2: they gotta love them to be yeah. honest, man. I yeah. mean, <laughs> that's great. If it happens yeah. once, you're an asshole. If right. It happens right. six <laughs> times, you're good to be a legend. <laughs> I enjoy it. It's great. Like I killed my, my State Farm insurance guy, I killed him <laughs> dead. I killed him terribly, and then I piss on State Farm. In every book, there's a there's a mention of State Farm and how bad they suck in every single book. <laughs> it's the Easter egg to fuck you, State Farm. Yeah, we need an interview about that. I got
0: I got I got a flood experience with them. So just yeah, <laughs> do you? Because fuck them. Oh yeah, two, you, two summers ago my this, base, this basement the. Uh, Sump pump died during the biggest rainstorm that we've had in thirty years <laughs> here, and the basement flooded. And, and stop. Yeah. You filed a claim, mm-hmm. right? You filed a claim, and yep. then after it was filed, yeah, I got, they, I, got, I like, got shit. I got no, they drop me, but I got like next, to, next to nothing. Like I was like, the fuck? They're like, what? We're going to have somebody come out and clean the water up. I'm like, you're not cleaning this freaking water up. It's already got mildew, mold growing in the carpet. What the hell? What am I paying you for, anyway? Jay,
1: sorry. there goes our State Farm sponsor <laughs> for <laughs> years, so Jay, good yeah, Lord. Look, look I, I blew that for you, Brad. I'm <laughs> yeah, so sorry. Yeah, <laughs> those pennies
2: DJ, are just going to disappear. The fucking State Farm guy. I had a hole in the roof that leaked all down in the wall, man. It had to be all you know, whatever they do to fix it. It was, dude. It was an eight hundred dollar claim. Yeah, that's it. Uh, eight hundred bucks, and then they canceled my my homeowners insurance next oh, year. Oh, you shitting me? No fuck fuck bj so you know what i did i tied him <laughs> to a pole I, t- I tied him to a pole and i had the, bro- the burroughs brothers beat him to death in, in that in the short story broken king i had them beat him to death Was that for you? hamburger man they're looking at hamburger man State Farm.
0: They, were like, they were like well okay so, i i said since so we could be out there about a week and a half, two weeks to look at the damage. I'm like, I'm not keeping this shit wet carpet on my floor. I have kids, you know. I'm, they're gonna get mold poisoning or something. I'm like, well, you need to cut, save us a piece so we can, you know, see what the value of it is. What are you shitting me? You want me to save a? <laughs> two was, two they wanted some
2: tupperware You put in some Tupperware and put it in
0: the yeah, fridge. <laughs> they want a, a two a two by two piece of wet carpet. It's like, where am I supposed to keep this? It's like sewer water, <laughs> so you can set it off and give me the actual value of the carpeting. <laughs>
2: what the hell? Yeah, man. That guy, Jake, is full of shit. <laughs> and <laughs> and the Patrick Mahomes. Fuck them all. Yeah, and, and, now, and now they got what? Arnold Schwarzenegger? You want to know where your money's going?
0: Yeah. money paying Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. <laughs> oh, hey, Brett, Megan. How you doing? <laughs> oh, sorry. He's like, never again. He's oh, like, never again. <laughs> that that wraps up our uh insurance yeah 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 <laughs> brian we want to thank you so much for agreeing to hang out with you know us he'll never don't, be don't, back either i don't know <laughs> if you would have came if it wasn't for megan so uh you know thanks megan for pulling your strings and getting this to happen uh those tuning in nothing but the bones what's the dates uh april 16th april 16th
1: april 16th so i i I got
0: i got to share this with you so i i I bought your other books thinking i was you know we set this up we set this interview up what eight months ago by the way (laughs) pretty much the farthest in advance we did we've ever done on this show you know i got people texting me and and twittering me and stuff said hey you still want to Talk. I'm like, yeah, we don't we don't schedule too far in advance, but yeah, we, we scheduled this one like eight months in a row. So, I, you know, I I got on eBay, bought your other books, obviously, and I just realized today that I got a copy of Like Lines. and It is a fucking arc. Who sold me an arc? That's oh. not legal. <laughs> That's Dude, not legal. I don't, even, I don't even
2: have one of those.
0: Look, it, it says on sale April thirtieth, twenty nineteen. <laughs> nice. Like nice. somebody saw me an arc, I'm like, what the hell? I didn't know I was bought. <laughs>
2: anyway, well, that's all that's pretty that's solid, solid, man. I was getting
0: because I'm the guy yeah. who
2: just gives all his shit away when he gets it. I never have never learned that lesson to hold on to your books because <laughs> then you'll need them to go and sell in Birmingham when you go to Birmingham for free.
3: Yeah.
2: And you need to but, make that. Yeah, you have to
3: you have to collect your own <laughs> Birmingham sales yeah. tax. Wow. What the fuck? No.
0: Yeah. Maggie, do you have anything no, left in your robot in your robot voice before we get out of here you're gonna go back and listen, listen to this Megan.
2: you like man. oh my god why did they let me st- <laughs> <laughs> the books? And, and listen i'll send you a hardcover copy of like lines if you'd rather have that of I,
0: I, 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 I i i totally fine i'll read this but i was like i just noticed it because i know you're not really supposed to be selling arcs i'm like i didn't even notice it when it came in i got it from ebay so
2: it says right on it, not for pre-sale. That means yeah. immediately yeah. people want to sell it because it means right. it, they'll get more money for it. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. no, no offense, but I think
0: I paid four bucks for it. Just <laughs>
2: no offense. Look, <laughs> <to take it. laughs> I, mean, of I give, I like, give them. You away, see of that.
0: Yeah, which you see none of that. So sorry. <laughs> But yeah, Brian, thanks so much. We appreciate you stopping by, talking about your new book, and uh I'll be happy to come back anytime. anytime man. Pick it up, this and the other ones, and 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 hop into the Paniverse. So, are we yeah, going to panaverse? Are, are we hashtagging that?
1: Yeah, you got to you
0: got to coin that. Are we hashtagging yes. that on on X? <laughs> no, I, I don't do that. I
2: don't do that. Hop on Instagram. Do we do the Instagrams? Do we do? Uh, I do Instagram. I do okay. Instagram. I, I can't okay. do that. It's fucking Twitter. I'm never going to call it X. <laughs> That's the first time I call it X. X, what the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck? And, and, it, <laughs> and it's a cesspool, and I won't I won't, I won't. won't partake, man.
1: I just won't yeah. do it. It's because State Farm's on there, so Brian's not having it. There you yeah. have it. They don't want a
2: <laughs> war with me. Hashtag fuck State Farm. <laughs> State Farm does not fucking want a war with me. <laughs> they don't. And now that I got you, man, we will march into battle. We will die on this hill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I the
0: phone's ringing. It's probably them dropping me right now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck! You still got him? Oh I shit! <laughs> like I you, are, you I got, your I car was covered, yeah. yeah, you're 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 done. Jake's gonna be calling <laughs> you in a little while. He's gonna him have and five, Patty.
1: Five. Him and Patty Mahomes will be on the phone with Patty you, Patty Mahomes. <laughs> well, just, listen,
2: thanks for having me, guys. It was fun. <laughs> It was it was a lot of fun megan said it was gonna be fun and it was and i actually feel a lot better man i'm not all, all right, okay. good I
1: I so. i'm glad you didn't die during the episode as well <laughs> i've never had anybody tell me that
2: after podcast uh, that, yeah, that,
1: that's
0: the
2: tagline
1: <laughs> where we post this the tagline
0: is glad you didn't die with that, <laughs> with that everyone yep. in the chat thanks so much for hanging out anyone who watches this later make sure you comment spread it around thanks so much pick up brian's books and uh and chat about them until then, of course, pick, pick up, up megan. uh, look at Megan's books too and chat about those. Yeah.
4: Oh, We've already
0: oh. told you guys that like many, many hundreds of times, so you should already have <laughs> megan stuff. But now, you can if you don't drive. have Megan's
1: books, you're, you're fucked up. You've sold her Oh, show. Uh, Pete got oh, the Sean, one on the cover,
2: though. That's some bullshit. Pete got it.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's because you said a naughty word on yours. Yeah. You can't I say the naughty words, but on the cover. The naughty
2: word got covered up. <laughs> That's what it was. All right. Thanks, so what do I do? One. Do I just leave studio?
0: Yeah, well, I'll end it for you. Yeah. Bye, Jay, Bye. thanks. I see you guys. It. Love you, Jay. I know you do. I know. <laughs>